You're listening to the Her Leadership Coach Podcast for the quietly determined career woman who's looking to step up into her first or next level leadership role. If you're looking to make a bigger, more positive difference in your organization, you've come to the right place. Well, hello, welcome in. It's Rochelle. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Her Leadership Coach, where we're talking about flexible working. It's also known as working from home, work from anywhere, hybrid working, remote working, telecommuting, so many different terms now. Um, And they do have different definitions, but they're often used interchangeably. So um, I will probably do the same as we're talking today. Now, fair warning before we get started, There is a chance I might get a little ranty in this episode because this topic is a little close to home right now, but I'm going to try and keep the ranting to a minimum. Um, So what's the situation for you right now? I know we're all in different workplaces and uh, that means different situations, whether you're working from home entirely or the whole hybrid situation, which could be two days in the office, three days in the office, even four days or one day, um, or are you fully back at the office now? And whatever it is, how's it working for you, either as an employee or as a leader? Do you get a choice or are you made to do one or the other? I found it really interesting to watch the approach of different organizations to this how we work after COVID question. There's the leak of an email from Elon Musk uh, not that long ago that demanded that Tesla and now Twitter, uh, that he's taken over Twitter, employees must return to the office for in-person work at least 40 hours per week or they'll be let go. And that was apparently if they wanted to work remotely. I don't really get that. It would certainly be an interesting study in culture if 40 hours per week is the tip of the iceberg. I'm not really sure on that one. Um, Contrast that with Atlassian, which is an Australian software company known for developing Jira and Trello and a whole lot of other software, if you haven't heard of them. They have a work from anywhere policy. So since introducing that, which I think was early on in 2020, um, 300 of their employees have used that policy to move to a whole new country while keeping their job. And they've hired 2000 new employees in a world where a whole heap of companies are struggling right now to find staff, particularly staff that would work for Atlassian. So software developers, data engineers, that kind of thing. Yeah, they've hired 2000 new employees. And uh, from the looks of the Atlassian van tour, (laughs) which is where Atlassian took a literal van on tour across the country to... Um, I guess, spread the word for their recruitment, there were crowds everywhere they went. They went So clearly their policy is working for them. Of course, most companies are probably somewhere in between, although I suspect more are aligned with Tesla than Atlassian. Uh, before I go too far, I do want to put in a small caveat here in that I recognize that most people don't have a choice 
right, about working from home. Apparently, there's about 65% of Australian workers um, that don't currently have the potential to work from home. And I'm guessing that's a similar stat for most developed nations, at least. It's probable that many never will. There's going to be jobs that just are not going to be aligned from for working from home. Although I do believe technology will continue to make changes in roads into that area. Um, things that we just don't see as possible now will become possible in the future. So, yeah, I I believe and and I guess no, a lot of work from home opportunity comes from privilege. Um, when I was looking at the research, I could see that working from home is strongly associated with higher incomes and higher education, although not entirely. There's a whole raft of uh, administrative jobs that don't necessarily require higher education, and they are all fantastic jobs to allow for working from home. But we do need to un- address this underlying issue of privilege, of, of systemic um structures that lead to privilege that is a completely different albeit very important conversation than what we're going to be having today today's conversation is very much focused on those that have the potential to work from home and looking at whether it's a good idea or not okay so with the difference in in approaches that we see with Tesla, Musk, and companies like Atlassian, it's also been interesting to look at the reasons given for these differences. My personal favorite reason I've heard to date has been that you must be in the office on a Monday and a Friday because everyone wants a long weekend and it wouldn't be fair for just some people to have them. Sounds like someone has a belief that people working from home aren't actually working Um, I don't know about you, but I work harder from home than I do at work. So the idea of going into the office on a Monday or Friday actually doesn't really bother me because I, it feels like I'm like less worky at work. So it almost feels like I'm having a long weekend by going into it. But anyway, (laughs) side note, Um, so that belief kind of aligns with Elon Musk's belief that and this is what he said, that those that don't turn up to the office can then pretend to work for someone else because he's firing them. Atlassian, on the other hand, believes, and this is straight from their website, that teams should not be bound by the constraints of an entire organization's routines and rhythms. Instead, these factors should reflect what's best for a team. They also talk on the website about building diverse teams because they have a, a, the largest talent pool available, which sounds pretty good in this day and age. Okay, so working from home or the office, what does the research say? Well, of course, the answer is it depends. Doesn't <laughs> all research come up with that in the end? It depends. Pretty much all of the research points to higher productivity when working from home. Some research shows up to 77% more productivity happening at home than there is in the office. There's also research that shows uh, working from home leads to lower staff attrition, lower sick leave, and also more exercise being done when working from home. And I can certainly attest to that one. 
Of course, statistics do talk to an average. So there's going to be variation between individuals, right? So while most people are more productive working from home, some will be less. Um, some will do more exercise working in the office because they have to, you know, take the last mile between the train and the office or something like that. Some people crazily bike to work, um, but some will do less and and so on. So on the flip side of that positive research, there is research that also shows a decrease in innovation, again, for some places and not others, a decrease in collaboration, and uh, there is research that shows your career prospects are less if you're not in the office, so out of sight, out of mind kind of philosophy, and there's a decrease in water cooler talk. Um there's also plenty of employers that talk about concern for company culture falling to pieces, although I couldn't find any recent research, at least you know post-COVID, showing that there are actually problems in that area. Just lots of research on the concerns. Um, it's certainly interesting to me that prior to COVID, I barely heard anyone talking about culture. I often wonder if you had asked a senior leader back then what the culture was of their organization, would they have even been able to tell you? Um, and maybe more importantly, how many of the workers were experiencing culture in the same way as a senior leader if they were able to tell you what it was? I suspect not many. Um, and this is one of the topics that I could really get on my soapbox about. For today, I'm just going to say that rethinking what culture is for you and your team, or if you're a senior leader listening for your organization, is probably a really good idea. That said, if we go back a step, I believe the downsides that research is showing of working from home are largely as a result of people continuing to use old ways of working. So another way of saying it is they're using the same ways of working that have been followed for decades now and taking those, trying to apply them to what essentially is a new world, right? I would even go so far as to say a lot of those old ways of working actually haven't been working for a while now. Let me give you an example. Let's take meetings. How often prior to COVID, did you sit in a meeting being talked at by someone? No opportunity for discussion, no opportunity for brainstorming or dissent, really just listening to information. That same information would probably have been better as an email or even better, a video message out from someone. But now all of those meetings that were never good in the first place, have just been shifted online, resulting in what's been termed Zoom fatigue, where we're all exhausted from being on video meetings all day. It's not working from home, that's the problem there. It's the way we work in general. Um, that needs to change in a hybrid world, whether we're in the office or at home. All right, so finally on the research front, there there's also research, and it's one I found really interesting. There's research that shows that 
both loneliness and mental ill health are actually the same, regardless of whether you're working from home or from the office. So I think there was a a big fear that working from home was going to result in a huge uptake in loneliness and mental ill health, and it has not resulted, at least not yet. What that does mean, though, is we just need to get better at this all around for everyone. So, yeah, research shows definitely there are some downsides to a hybrid or remote workforce. And yet we can do something to negate these downsides. My experience at work is that these issues are, for the most part, if not entirely, able to be overcome if we embrace new ways of working. So let me share a couple of things we've been doing at work that have helped us as a team be what I think of as more connected and we have a better culture now than we did prior to going out uh, of the office in early 2020. So we got intentional. We have twice weekly social catch-ups as meetings booked Every week where work talk is limited, if not off the table. Now, the meetings aren't compulsory. We don't go to every single one. But when we do turn up, we have a lot of fun and we really connect on that personal level. We also got intentional with our use of Microsoft Teams as a team. And we set up channels specifically for one for personal check-ins. So we weren't having social catch-ups we had um, the ability to post lots of dog photos in there um, the occasional hot air balloon one as well we also have a channel for knowledge sharing and that's where we not only share articles but we also summarize what we got out of the articles which means we actually have to pay attention when we're reading them Um, and I think that's probably better than what we were doing prior to working from home. We also got intentional as a team to really reflect on how we are working um, and then to change it to work better. So for example, we used to have a 15 minute stand up every week that when we looked at it, we recognized it would work just as well. In fact, possibly better we thought if we all just wrote a quick summary in a thread in a conversation thread in teams that way anyone who isn't present on the day because we only have it once a week hasn't missed out on anything important no no information that's shared in that meeting is now missed it also means we get time to digest the post so often I would find when I was sitting there listening to people quickly going through um, you know, what blockers they had, what they were working on that might have been of interest to the whole team, I would only hear half of what was being said. My mind was sort of half on the conversation. Whether we, we used to have these same stand-ups in the, in the office and whether it was in the office or um, from home, I just found that it was too quick for me to digest it. And so now I get time to actually read each post Um, And then I can go back to the person and go, hey, that one really does interest me. Can we have a conversation on it? So um, we found that works better than having the meeting that we used to make. 
We also got intentional with the famous water cooler talk. And look, this is one of those areas I can rant about for quite a while. And you, if you get me started, I probably won't stop. But I'm going to try and keep this to a minimum today because otherwise we'll be here for a really long time. Water cooler talk, this is my belief, works well for a certain type of person. Often the extroverts, the people that have um, no trouble starting conversations uh, or the people that are overconfident. And in certain environments, it can work well, which is often, you know, a head office uh, or a kitchen where the right people hang out um, or a lift where you just happen to have got in with a senior leader that, you know, you can have a conversation with. For most people, water cooler talks are not all that great. Um, I often found water cooler talks for me was either a, a leader telling me, oh, hey, can you do this extra piece of work while I was standing making my lunch in the kitchen? Um, or it was spent listening to uh, gossip, which just didn't interest me at all, to be honest. So, yeah, I'm not a fan of the idea that we're missing out on water cooler talk. Um, and I think this is another area where we need to be far more intentional. So at work, we introduce what we called speed digital collaboration. You can call it what you want if you want to introduce this. But this is where people from across the entire state at any level can join in a, a video meeting, a Teams call. And what we do is match them with three other random people in breakout rooms. And they have about 12 to 15 minutes to get to know each other just enough to be able to reach out in the future if something comes up. And yes, we do make it easy for introverts. I know that sounds scary for some people, but we provide the specific questions they're going to talk to in each session ahead of time. So they have plenty of time to get prepared for going into the set into the session uh, I also got intentional as a leader I check in on my team as people and not just as task completers intentionally so I ask how their weekend was I want to know who they are as people um, not just from a gossip perspective, but from a deeper level, which, you know, as an introvert is really appealing to me. Now, I'm the first to admit I can do better in this space. I don't always remember to follow up on a particular topic. I'm not checking up on them every single day, although I have asked them if they need me to check up on them every single day, and they definitely do not. So that's not a bad thing. Um, but I genuinely care for my team and I am intentional in showing that whenever I can. So you can probably hear the not so subtle thread running through the things we have been doing as a team. Yep, we're very intentional about how we work. If we think something has the potential to be an issue like connection, like disintegration of culture, like missing out on water cooler talk, then we find a way to make sure it's not an issue. So as a leader, and this is regardless of what role you're in, you can be a leader without being in a leadership role. I want you to start thinking with intention this week. 
I want you to notice the things that you might be able to stop doing that just aren't working for you or the team anymore. Maybe something that you used to do that you've just moved into a virtual environment that just doesn't make sense. I also want you to start thinking about what you can introduce or experiment with as a different way of working. And finally, thinking around those areas of staying connected, being innovative, being collaborative. How can you intentionally make sure that those things are happening? Because I think the only thing that's lacking at the, the moment is imagination. Thanks for joining me this week. If you want to continue this conversation about working from home, come and join us in the Women in Leadership Facebook group. You'll find the link in the show notes. I would love to hear what you've been doing to make the new world of working better. And if you got value out of this episode, I would love it if you could share it with others. And of course, if you've been listening to podcasts for any amount of time, you'll know that rating the show and leaving a review helps others find the show too. It really does work. And I would super appreciate it. Until next week, continue to lead the way her way.